Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, September 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Wall Street had its worst day in more than two years after seeing the latest U.S. inflation data. Twitter's former head of security testified before U.S. lawmakers, blowing the whistle on the social media site. It's not far-fetched to say that employee inside the company could take over the accounts of all of the senators in this room. Plus, a U.S. effort to set up a global computer chip alliance can't seem to get off the ground. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Yesterday's U.S. inflation report came as a huge shock. Huge! The consumer price index for August showed inflation rising a tenth of a percent over the previous month, not falling, as economists had expected. And Wall Street kind of lost it. The S&P 500 fell more than 4%, and the Nasdaq was down 5%. Here's the FT's Kate Duguid. This inflation number persuaded investors that the Fed would have to continue its aggressive fight against high prices. So that means higher interest rates for longer. Currently, we're pricing like the the consensus expectation is that the Fed will raise interest rates by 75 basis points in September. But after the report on Tuesday, investors started pricing in about a a, a one in three chance that they would raise interest rates by a full percentage point. So this is investors betting that the Fed will have to continue to be very aggressive in, in their fight against inflation, which will increase borrowing costs for companies, which will increase borrowing costs for individuals and take the economy down with it. What do continued aggressive rate hikes mean for the Treasury market, not just short term, but also long term? What it means at the moment is that the two-year yield yields at the, at the shorter end of the Treasury maturity spectrum, which move in tandem with interest rates, that those are skyrocketing as people are selling those off. It has also meant that um, yields actually at the long end as well, which move with growth expectations and with inflation expectations, that those have been rising. Um, And if you remember, yields move inversely to price. And so investors are, are selling treasuries across the board, both because they're betting on higher interest rates as well as higher inflation and a weaker economy. So, Kate, does this activity in the Treasury market say anything about the U.S. economy right now? So this indicates that maybe the U.S. economy is not quite as strong as people had been expecting. You know, stocks bottomed out in June, and we've seen a little bit of a pickup since then, as people have been debating whether or not the Fed can achieve what's called a soft landing, right? Whether they can increase interest rates enough to damp down inflation while also keeping U.S. growth in positive territory. The chances of that seem less likely given how much harder the Fed will have to work in order to reduce inflation. Kate Duguid is the FT's U.S. capital markets correspondent. Twitter's former head of security was in Washington, D.C. yesterday testifying before U.S. lawmakers. My name is Peter Zatko, but I'm more often referred to by my online handle as Mudge. For 30 years, my mission has been to make the world better by making it more secure. Zatko has accused his former employer, Twitter, of having lax security protocols. To talk more about this, I'm joined by the FT's Hannah Murphy. Hi, Hannah. Hi there. Hi. 
So Hannah, what were some of Zatko's main allegations? So the overarching thrust was that Twitter was way behind its peers in terms of its cybersecurity controls and standards. And that this was because the company had decided to prioritize other issues, other crises, and more generally profits over security. So there's the allegation that, you know, there's these lax controls, but also that the company has sort of deliberately chosen not to address them. And one thing Zacco said is that employees had too much access to user data, right? Yes. So um, among the, the, the allegations, there was the suggestion that Twitter staffers, thousands of them, have access to both user data and they also said uh, advertising client data. It's not far-fetched to say that employee inside the company could take over the accounts of all of the senators in this room. He also suggested that Twitter had allowed itself to be infiltrated by foreign agents from nations such as China, um, and was also the mention of India. I think that's what concerned lawmakers the most, the fact that, you know, a foreign power could take over and hack this system. And obviously, while Twitter is not the largest social media platform, it's sort of nothing like Meta or Facebook, it still has a bit of an outsized impact on geopolitics in that a lot of politicians are on the platform. A lot of political discourse goes on on the platform. So Twitter denies all this, but Hannah, these allegations also come right as Twitter is in this huge legal battle with Elon Musk. Musk is now trying to back out of a $44 billion deal to buy the social media site Will Zacco's testimony, his allegations, will it affect the legal fight between Twitter and Musk? Yes, I think we've already seen Elon Musk trying to seize on the allegations by Zacco and add them to his lawsuit, which has now happened successfully. So I think he's going to play them up as much as he can. He's going to jump onto anything, anything that might resonate when it comes to trying to get out of the deal, whether they constitute a specific breach of the merger agreement is is yet to be seen, will be determined by the judge. Hannah Murphy is the FT's tech correspondent. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks. The Biden administration came up with this CHIP4 initiative to try and secure vital computer chips. The alliance brought together the U.S. and a few of its allies, Taiwan, South Korea, and Japan. But it's been a year since this CHIP initiative was announced, and member countries haven't even had a meeting yet. That's partly because the countries are concerned with how China's going to react. But the FT's Christian Davies says this initiative isn't actually directed at preventing China from gaining ground. This initiative is about trying to develop together a more uh, resilient supply chain and to address some of the issues such as um, the workforce, R&D, and uh, make sure that there's no race to the bottom on subsidies. The problem is is that China will necessarily interpret all of these moves as an attempt to corral regional countries against China. And what these countries, I think, don't like is the idea of having their names on an initiative which is going to put a target on their backs in terms of Chinese retaliation. There's also political tension among the countries involved, particularly between Japan and South Korea. And there are tensions between the companies who'd also be part of this alliance. The problem is, of course, that these companies 
are great rivals of each other. And so there's a bit of nervousness in some East Asian countries, not only that they will be forced to cooperate too closely with each other, for example, they might have to share technology with each other, or that the US could be using this forum as a pretext to gather information uh, that could be used to give their own companies a competitive advantage. So what's going to happen to the CHIP4 initiative? Will it even get off the ground? So I think we're at the point where the US has calmed quite a few nerves and it's been watered down. Different countries have uh, received the assurances that they need. And so we will probably get a relatively weak, relatively watered down forum for discussion, which maybe is what it should have been in the first place. That's the FT's sole correspondent, Christian Davies. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.